You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Monday to you. We're talking linebackers today here on the podcast, continuing our performance review series with a really interesting group. Tremaine Edmonds and where he's at in his career, Matt Milano. Should he stay? Should he go? How much is he worth? Do the Bills have anything in these depth players? Tyler Medikavich, is he worth his contract? AJ Klein, what's the deal with him? We got a lot of interesting players to dig into today and a group that is important. We know that Sean McDermott relies on linebackers to do a lot in his scheme. And um, we got to ask ourselves some hard questions about whether or not the Bills have the right mix of guys to deliver for this defense. So let's do it. Let's start with Tremaine Edmonds, a 2018 first-round pick, number 16 overall. He's 22 years old. He turns 23 in May. He's entering year four of a four-year, $12.6 million deal, and the Bills will have the opportunity to pick up the fifth-year option on his contract, which I am guessing they will make that choice, and we will have Tremaine Edmonds under contract through 2022, assuming they don't come to terms on an extension between now and then. In 2020, he played in 15 games with 15 starts and played 84% of the total defensive snaps on the season. When it comes to his review, I have to be honest. I don't think he took a step forward this year. You guys know I love Tremaine Edmonds. Very high on him. Loved him coming out. Loved the pick. Loved what we saw in 2019. But he didn't build off of 2019. And part of that is the injury. right? He injured that shoulder against the Jets, and he wasn't right for a good bit of the season. But then... He had some flashy moments and played better down the stretch, but for the most part, when you look at the season in totality, I don't think you can be honest and say he got better in 2020, and I wanted him to. Year three, a young player, a guy that came into the league at like 19 years old. I mean, let's let's face it, he's he's 22 years old. He's already been an NFL starter for three years, a two-time team captain, so He's an experienced 22-year-old right now. Wanted to see him play better this past year, particularly in coverage. I thought he was a good coverage player in 2019. In 2020, that seemed to be a real problem for him with his eyes and him getting manipulated out of his zones and drifting a bit and just playing cautious at times and other times being too aggressive and just not always being where he needed to be. I think, obviously, the defensive line impacted him a little bit, too. You know, linebackers are best when they can fly around and not have to deal with a ton of traffic. And let's face it, the Bills' defensive line didn't do a great job of maintaining run fits like they were supposed to, and Tremaine dealt with quite a bit of contact. One thing that I will say about Tremaine Edmonds, and maybe you think this doesn't matter, but I think it does, He's been a team captain in two consecutive seasons and a Pro Bowl selection in two consecutive seasons. Now, 
on the Pro Bowls. He was an alternative in 2019, but he was a selection this year. And it wasn't because of the fan vote. He got in the Pro Bowl based on his peers and coaches across the NFL, which I thought said a lot about the way he's viewed across the NFL. Oh, by the way, I mean, he's been a team captain two years in a row now as a 21-year-old and a 22-year-old on a veteran Bills defense with guys like you know Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde and uh, you know, Josh Norman's around and Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison and a lot of you know veteran players. He's been voted a team captain two years in a row. I think he's very well respected by his teammates, by his peers, and by coaches. But I need him to play better. So what's my outlook for Tremaine Edmonds in 2021? He's got to reach his ceiling. Everything needs to come together. I think about the landscape of these really good young NFL linebackers in the league right now. Darius Leonard with the Colts, Devin White with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Fred Warner with the 49ers. Tremaine's not as good as those players. I don't think he's been as good as Roquan Smith in Chicago. He's every bit as talented. He's probably more physically gifted than all of those players, but he's not as impactful. And imagine if he was. Imagine if Tremaine Edmonds performed like a Darius Leonard or Devin White or Fred Warner or Roquan Smith. And Ed Oliver was a top 10 player at his position. This Bills defense would be humming. I mean, imagine if they were like somewhere near as good as Trey White is as a cornerback at linebacker and defensive tackle. They haven't developed like Trey White has. So in 2021, I need Tremaine Edmonds to solidify his status as legitimately being one of the bright young star linebackers in the NFL. Tremaine's highs are awesome. His lows have to be better because his lows are really, really low. So keep those high-level moments there. Raise up those low moments and become more consistent. Be more confident. Be more physical. Have better discipline and coverage. He's certainly gifted. Need to see it all come together in 2021. Will he have his running mate, Matt Milano? Let's talk about it. Milano was a 2017 fifth-round pick, 26 years old, turns 27 in July. He has completed a four-year, $2.6 million deal with the team, and his contract is expired. Played in 10 games this year with five starts. Logged 30% of the defensive snaps. As far as his review in 2020, I think we felt his impact this year the most of any year. Where when he played and when he was not on the field, how different the unit was. We know he's an important player for the defense. But... He's missed a good bit of time. When he became a full-time starter in 2018 after his rookie season, in 2018 he played 73% of the snaps, 2019 86%, 2020 30%. Coverage continues to be a strength of Matt Milano, and I know 
you're probably thinking, well, yeah, you say that, but uh, the Colts tight ends had their way with the Bills, and then obviously the Chiefs game was a disaster. Well, in totality, Matt Milano held opponents to a passer rating of under 71 when he was targeted this year. He's a great coverage linebacker. He's a good matchup linebacker, a guy that can play in space and carry running backs and tight ends into space and man coverage and be that really exciting pursuit-style linebacker, does some good things as a blitzer. He's a good player. He just has to be more reliable and more available. One other knock on Milano, he's never really solidified his tackling. Missed tackles are a problem for him. He's been well over 15% of his tackle attempts are misses over the last three seasons. So that's something that he needs to clean up. And he hasn't for three years now. Tremaine Edmonds has. Tremaine Edmonds was up above 15% as a rookie, and he's been below 10% the last two years. Milano hasn't got there yet. Obviously, Milano's much better in coverage than Tremaine Edmonds has been. Actually, I think Edmonds was good in coverage in 19, but in 18 and 20, he was not. So for my 2021 outlook, my question for Matt Milano is, will he be back? Let's look at Brandon Bean's comments, what he said in his year-end press conference about Matt Milano to see if there was anything interesting that he put out there. So Bean said Matt is a very good player. He's done a good job. He's improved greatly. He said the biggest thing for Milano is to be able to play 16 games. Would love to get him back. The business side matters. He wants to and has earned the right to go to free agency and see what his market bears. He said the Bills will do their best to retain him and as many guys as possible and that there's going to be some tough decisions, whether that is letting guys go or watching guys leave. He said the tag is a consideration and that they want to keep good players and kept on kind of coming back to what the Bills can afford. And if the cap is 175 like it is uh, right now that the Bills are already at it, but they're going to find out what the cap will be eventually, and that will give them some more clarity. And he reminded everyone that there are definitely some tough moves coming. All I heard from Bean was that Milano has to stay healthy, that he wants to and has earned the right to see what his free agent market bears, and that tough decisions are coming. Sounds to me, if I'm, if I'm picking this apart correctly, It sounds to me like Milano's gone. Again, I could be interpreting it wrong. I could be focusing on the wrong things. Maybe Bean's really just trying to play both sides of the fence. You know, there's no clear path right now. But that's kind of the stuff he said about Jordan Phillips, about he's earned the right to see what his market bears. At this point, I'd be a little surprised if Milano was back. But I've been wrong in the past. I'll be wrong again. I'm just telling you how I kind of feel about this. SpotRack has Matt Milano's market value at $13.8 million a season. Is Matt Milano worth that? Is he that type of a difference maker? Can you justify doing everything that it's going to take to clear up the space for Matt Milano? Is it justified? We know the Bills' defense is much better when he's on the field, but what's the replaceability? I know linebacker matters a lot to this defense, but 
in general, linebacker is not necessarily a position that is widely considered a premium position. I don't think you're going to pay Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. Are you going to have $30 million a year-ish, you know, $25, $30 million a year tied up in Milano and Edmonds? Can you justify that? If Milano's gone, what do you do? Can you platoon A.J. Klein and a day-two rookie? Is there something in Tyrell Dotson that maybe he can be the guy that can platoon with A.J. Klein? Maybe it's Dotson altogether and Klein's a backup. I mean, obviously, if Milano's gone, it creates a big hole and there's questions. If he stays, there's questions about how to make that possible. And if he can stay healthy and if his impact is enough to warrant a $12, 13 $14 million a year price tag. A lot of questions here. If I read between the lines with what Bean said, I think he might be gone. So there's a lot to balance here, right? There's no easy answer to this question. And that's why every time I'm asked about it, I say, well, I think it's one of those deals where as boring as it sounds, I, I just kind of have to trust what they do. If Milano gets out the door, it'd be the first, um, you know, kind of homegrown guy under this regime that left. I know Shaq Lawson fits that description, but Shaq wasn't drafted by these guys. Milano was picked when McDermott was running the draft. So we'll see. You know, Dawkins already got his extension. Trey White already got his extension. You know, I think they said a lot about their priorities when those two guys got done first. So we'll see when it comes to Matt Milano. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL seasons are in full swing. And Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline.ag has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Let's talk about A.J. Klein. 2020 free agent signing, 29 years old. He turns 30 in July, entering year two of a three-year, $18 million deal. If he were to be released, there's really not a benefit. The bills would accumulate $4 million in dead cap for $2 million in savings. It's not a, it's not a real path uh, for, hey, just cut A.J. Klein and free up some space. The way that deal was structured um, was very much a benefit to Klein having some security for the 2021 season. In 2020, he played in 16 games with 11 starts, was on the field for 61% of the defensive snaps and 33% of the special teams plays. As far as his 2020 review, the guy struggled. I mean, especially early on. He really struggled. He had a nice little stretch in the middle of the season around that Seattle game, and then he struggled again late. He played way more snaps than I expected him to. Obviously, that stems from the Milano injury. And A.J. Klein is not an every-down player. He struggles in space and in coverage. 
I think the expectation for A.J. Klein when the Bills signed him was, hey, you're going to be the Sam linebacker. We're going to be in base defense for 10, 11, 12, maybe 15 snaps a game. So we'll need you for that. And then we want you to play like 60% of the snaps on, on special teams. Well, Matt Milano's hurt all year long, and now he's asked to play a whole lot more than he should. So no wonder he struggled. I mean, you take you take everything in totality. He's playing more than he should. The Bills' defensive line rotation can't be figured out. He's in year one of a new team, right? I know he's familiar with McDermott and Eric Washington and all that, but still it's a, it's a new team with new players around you, and there's some differences. I mean, no wonder he struggled. But I also don't think he has a very high ceiling. If he could just play like 10 snaps a game and play on teams, he'd be fine. But then you have to ask yourself, is he worth three years, $18 million? A lot of questions there. I expect him to be back in 2021. You'd love to restructure that deal, but the way that it is structured, it kind of has Klein with the leverage. So you're hoping that he can do like a, a good faith, be a nice guy type thing. But there's not a whole lot of wiggle room in my mind when I look at this deal. Maybe you do the Tyler Croft thing with him. But at the same time, when you can say, hey, yeah, uh, you can release me, but it's not really going to be to your benefit. It's tough. It's tough to restructure that. So my question for A.J. Klein is, can he be the Ramon Humber to a rookie? Let's assume Milano's gone. Remember in 2017, we kind of knew Matt Milano was a flashy player that was going to be the future of the position, but you know, Sean McDermott was reluctant to really just kind of give him that starting job and Ramon Humber kind of platooned with him. Well, can A.J. Klein do that for some day two rookie? I mean, that, that would provide some value. I think it's just kind of unfortunate the deal that the Bills agreed to with A.J. Klein and that there's not a whole lot of wiggle room here. And, and to the Bills' credit, there's a lot of wiggle room when it comes to Tyler Medikavich and uh, Quentin Jefferson and Mario Addison and, and a lot of the players they brought in. But this, this wasn't, um, this wasn't a, a deal that wound up being very favorable for the Bills. Tyler Medikavich, 2020 free agent signing, 28 years old. He turns 29 in December, entering year two of a two-year $7.2 million deal. He can be released, and the Bills will save $3 million against the salary cap. In 2020, he played in 16 games with no starts, played on 7% of the defensive snaps, a lot of that coming in Week 17 against Miami, and then 76% of the, the team's special team snaps as we know, that's where his value is. He's a special teams player um, that um, does a really good job. I mean, we're really happy with the Bills' special teams this year, and there's no, um, you know, there's no mistaking that a lot of the reason for that is guys like Tyler Medikavich and Taiwan Jones and Andre Roberts, yeah, even Daryl Johnson, Jaquan Johnson, guys that really don't help you on offense or defense, but they damn sure help you on special teams. So you like how well the Bills' special teams performed this year? You, you, you can't be happy with that, but then also be critical of the team having players like Matikavich and Jones and Roberts and Jaquan Johnson and those types of guys because they go hand in hand. 
Think about the surprise onside kick that Matikiewicz was ready for and handled perfectly. Always around the ball. He blocks well. I mean, he's a great special teams player. Obviously, he's not a real option for your defense. I mean, you're going to sign somebody off the practice squad or off the street to play on your defense every down before you give Tyler Medikavich that opportunity. So my 2021 outlook, my question is, can you justify not letting him go? You know, if this cap stuff is going to be tight, can you really keep him around and not free up the $3 million that you would get from letting him go? I mean, you love to have this guy around. I'm sure he's a great teammate, and he's awesome on special teams. But that's a lot of money to have tied up in him when you're wondering if you have to cut John Brown and you have to restructure Jefferson and what's up with Vernon Butler and Addison and you're going to let Matt Milano walk, Feliciano's a free agent, Darrell Williams. I mean, there's so many questions here that I have that are tough to swallow and tough to answer when you're committing $3 million to Tyler Medikavich. In a perfect world, you'd have, you know, the salary cap would be 215 like Brandon Bean thought it would be, and you wouldn't even be thinking about this. Nobody would care that Medikavich could be cut and the Bills could save $3 million. But that's not where we're at. That's not the situation we're in. So is he a restructure candidate? We'll see. Need to tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the planet. 18 amazing flavors, including some of my favorites, cookies and cream. Love the caramel brownie. The lemon almond cheesecake is super underrated. They're all good. They're all delicious, and they're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. It's kind of like eating a candy bar, but they're healthy. Built Bars are great for anyone who is health conscious, whether you want to lose weight, maintain weight, or just indulge in a delicious treat. You got to try Built Bars. They're all low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and perfect for anyone who is on the keto diet. Got a deal for you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. We've got a couple more guys to get to. Let's talk about Tyrell Dotson, 2019 undrafted free agent, 22 years old. He turns 23 in June, entering year two of a two-year $1.1 million deal. In 2020, he played in 10 games with two starts, played on 17% of the defensive snaps and 28% of the special team snaps. As far as his 2020 review, I thought he played well against Tennessee. I think he's always been kind of a flashy player. Think about the Tennessee game. You go back to the 2019 uh, preseason and kind of does some nice things. He's been around for two years now. And the Bills have stuck with him, right? He had that suspension in 2019. Again, a UDFA. Not a high-value investment. But he stuck around. I mean, he outlasted Voshan Joseph, who the Bills drafted in the fifth round. Voshan Joseph, he got cut this year. He's still looking for work. Nobody signed him. And I don't mean to like dunk or spike the football or take a victory lap, but I got a lot of questions about Vashon Joseph and if he could be a starter. And I, I talked down on him quite a bit, and the guy's still looking for work. Tyrell Dotson's not. He's still here. The Bills must see something in him. 
I'm interested. You know, could this be a low-cost option to platoon with A.J. Klein next to Tremaine Edmonds and find some value and maybe find a steal? Would love that. I mean, the Bills have to know something here. They've been around this guy for two years. Can he be an answer for you? It's a possibility. I mean, things are tight, guys. Things are real tight when it comes to the salary cap. Things are great when it comes to holes that this team has to fill on the roster. Right? The Bills have about like $3 million in cap space right now. And a ton of question marks. You might need a guy like Tyrell Dotson to be a starter for you. So I know I'm talking a little crazy here, but is he an option next to Tremaine? Might have a shot. It's a big year for him. Big year for Tyrell Dotson as he enters year three with two seasons in the system under his belt. Last guy we'll get to today is Andre Smith, acquired via a 2020 trade with the Carolina Panthers. Originally a seventh-round pick of the Panthers in 2018. 23 years old. He turns 24 in April. He's under contract uh, one year, $750,000 in 2020. He played in 12 games, no starts, played on 7% of the defensive snaps, 46% of the special team snaps. As far as his 2020 review, I know I just took a little victory lap there on uh, uh, Vashon Joseph. Well, I I got to take an L here with Andre Smith because I'm kind of surprised he stuck around. I was really low on his tape coming out of UNC. He graded very poorly for me, but he wound up being active for the team for 12 games. And, I mean, he's already been in the league for three years now and kind of slowly but surely is commanding more and more playing time. Not a significant amount, but he's earning his way a little bit here. I kept on thinking he was going to be released. You know, as the Bills were getting guys off of injured reserve and you started to think, well, yeah, that's great that this guy's back, but, you know, who are they going to let go? I kept on thinking it was going to be Andre Smith, and it never was. Stuck around. He survived. So for 2021, can he be the backup to Tremaine Edmonds? That makes me nervous, but, you know, you don't have a whole lot of options. Maybe A.J. Klein's that guy, but maybe A.J. Klein's the starter next to Tremaine Edmonds. I think Andre Smith will have a role. It seems like um, seems like the team likes him. I mean, they traded for him. They wanted to have this guy. Eric Washington certainly had some intel here and came over, and he's sticking around. So as we close this out and we kind of reflect back on the conversation we just had, I feel like I just have a lot of questions. You know, can Tremaine Edmonds reach his ceiling this year and be a high-impact, consistent linebacker? Is Milano back? Should he be? If not, you know, like, what do you do? How do you salvage A.J. Klein? Is Dotson in line to be a starter? Andre Smith keeps sticking around. Can you justify Tyler Medikavich being part of the mix next year? I mean, going into this year, we thought, wow, the Bills kind of have like this young, exciting, potential superstar pairing of linebackers in Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds. Coming out of the year, it's like, uh, well, 
what is Tremaine Edmonds and will Matt Milano be around? And if so, can he stay healthy? A lot of question marks. A lot of question marks when it comes to this position group. Tomorrow on the podcast, we are going to start talking defensive backs. We're going to get into the cornerback position on the team. So you have that to look forward to. Herd mentality. Remember, we're doing that on Wednesdays uh, from this point forward. And then we'll do uh, the safety podcast on Thursday. Friday, Bruce Nolan from the Bruce Exclusive Podcast is going to come and help me tie a ribbon on this discussion uh, when it comes to the defense. Kind of like what I did with Nate Geary on the offense. Bruce Nolan and I are going to tackle you know, some of those tough questions of which there are many that I'm bringing up here as we work through these position groups. I'm going to throw those to Bruce and see what he has to say. You have that to look forward to on Friday. So don't miss it. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, and share it. And I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.